So the process of Blood and Water was a bit funny because um, I only joined the cast about two weeks before they wanted to start shooting. And I remember like when we were shooting season one of Blood and Water, there was one night when like all the cast was sitting down and, and I had hit a point of like, okay, the show is almost ending now and I don't know what's going to happen. But also in a, in a bigger sense, like, I don't know what's going to happen with my career. This is me asking, do you want to be part of it? And something in me just said, let's try it. Let's try it. Hi, I'm Jakub. Hi, I'm Kaylin. Hey everybody and welcome back to Department Spotlight. It's the show where we speak to our friends and colleagues about their experiences in the film industry. Just a little heads up, there's some constructioning happening in the area. So if there's a little bit of noise, we apologize for that. But anyways, today we are speaking to Arnu Griev, who is probably best known for his role as Chris in the hit Netflix show Blood and Water. So he's done so many things before Blood and Water and since Blood and Water. So we're going to be talking about his career before Blood and Water, everything that he's been getting into and his experiences on South Africa's second original Netflix series. So uh, let's get into it. Welcome Arnu Griev to the Department Spotlight podcast, uh, which is the podcast that we do with our, with our friends and colleagues from the film industry, just, you know, talking about what everybody's been working on, uh, how it's been going. So yeah, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, very excited to be here. So thank you. Awesome. Just for our viewers, um, obviously, uh, Arnu is is probably most well known for his role as Chris on Blood and Water. Yeah. Um, but there's you've done so many things so before much. that. <laughs> uh, a lot of Afrikaans stuff. Um, so we're going to... Talk about blood and water, obviously try to not yes. do any spoilers, but then yeah. we're also going to talk about all the other things that you've done because you've had such a, I mean, what, you're like 26 now and you've 26, done so many yeah. things. Yeah, yeah next year next year is going to be uh, 10 years, basically, since I started in the industry. So, and, but, oh. but like you mentioned, a lot of people don't know, they just know me from blood and water, but there's it's been a long road. Let's start with blood and water. Obviously, this okay. is like a show from South Africa, a local show about local people that has traveled the world a lot through, yeah. obviously, Netflix. Yeah. Um, season one was a smash hit. It uh, was number one in a ton of countries. It even, I think it was top 10 in uh, the US yeah. for a little while. Yeah, it was. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. yeah. 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 so let's talk about um, what is it like? Like you went, you go for the audition, right? Yeah. You, you get a call back. You mm. eventually your agent's like, you got the role. Yeah. H how does that feel? So the process of Blood and Water was a bit funny because um, I only joined the cast about two weeks before they wanted to start shooting oh, um, wow. or before they started with the whole process. Um, and what I, what I found out, which wasn't great with my agent at the time, is they, they held auditions about three months prior, but my agent never put me on the list to audition oh, wow. for the show. What? Um, and, it, and the way I found out is I went into my emails to type in like blood and water just to see the latest emails. And I found the email from the, those three months back and I saw they accidentally sent me the mail 
but my name wasn't on the list. I responded and said, hey, I'm not here. Is this for me? They said, no, uh, sorry, that was a mistake. Carried on with my life because I didn't know what blood and water was. So um, realized then this was a massive new Netflix show <laughs> yeah. to be shot in South Africa and my agent didn't put me on the list. And what happened was uh, the production designer, Chris, mm. actually, yeah, his name is Chris as well. Um, <laughs> we had worked on a film, a short film, uh, two, three years prior to that. Um, and I saw him like every now and then on set, we didn't really have a lot of contact, but he recommended me for the job then. So he was on Blood and Water. They were still looking for someone for the character of Chris. Um, and he was like, have you guys seen this guy? Long story short, the next day I went in for the audition and the next day I got the job. And wow. from, from there, it was like a quick uh, procession up until, like I said, I think it was about two, three weeks before they wanted to start shooting that I joined mm -hmm. the cast. So it was all sort of, I didn't exactly know what I was letting myself in for because also it was the first well, the second African original Netflix mm. show, but mm. we didn't really know what to expect. It's like, oh, okay, Netflix, that's very exciting, but you know, what's it really going to be? Um, and obviously looking back now it was a very, very exciting journey. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been good. It's been very good. Amazing. I think I think also just that whole uh, you coming in so late maybe also helped with you playing your character as well because then like it allows you to isolate from them as well and be that that douche as well you know so yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Def definitely helped quite a bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know I, I think for me I just wanted to also just go back a bit just rewind the clock a little bit and just okay. ask like uh, your your early career like around when you were sixteen like what like drew you towards acting and like leaving sports and maybe not maybe focusing on music so much or things like that like going straight into yeah. acting what was that big draw for you yeah. like what what was that that whole journey it was it was weird how it sort of all played out but literally the week before we had to play um the semi-finals of the big rugby tournament for the year my drama teacher phoned me and i just started drama that year that was my first time like getting into it i didn't really know what it was about but it was like I have a free subject, so let me take it. It seems like it might be it might be kind of fun. And he phoned me that week and said, "Listen, we've got, and they call it the Artica Fiatiner Tunil, which is like high school Teenage. drama, but yeah. basically drama club for high school." Um, and he was like, "Listen, I've literally asked all the guys in the drama department from grade ten up until grade twelve, and none of them want to be in this show." And now uh, I, I have to phone everyone. So this is me asking, do you want to be part of it? And something in me just said, let's try it. Let's try it. I mean, I've been playing rugby my whole life and it was, it was fun, but I knew I wasn't going to do much with it. I knew I wasn't going to okay. be playing provincial or whatever. It was, the, I, I, I guess that's why I decided, okay, let me try something else. Maybe, maybe I enjoy this more. Maybe I'm good at it. And I wasn't really good at it, but I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And we, we ended up going to like the, the, um, the national finals of the competition. And that's where I sort of realized, wow, I actually enjoy this. And maybe I could potentially be good in this. I mean, we, we were competing at the finals, so obviously we're not terrible. Yeah. Maybe there's a future in this. Um, and from there on, my intention shifted to, okay, actually I want to do this 
as a career. I want to keep on doing this. So started with auditions while I was still at school. My father would pick me up during break and and take me to castings while I was still in my school <laughs> uniform. And um, it was very embarrassing, but that was the, that was the training ground. You know, that was sort of the trying to figure out what the, the industry is actually about. Um, and then at the end of high school, just before we started writing our end exams, I got a role on a show for three months, which eventually developed into nine months in total. And that was the start. That's basically where, where my career kicked off. Oh, wow. awesome. And uh, just on that again, how was it then balancing that whole, uh, you know, being in the TV, like getting that role and then also balancing schooling and stuff? Because I was like your last couple of years in school. So what was that whole yeah. process like? Look, I wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't exactly the top, the top achiever in, uh, at school. But also, I, I think I, I sort of set up everything so that it would it would make it easier for me to focus on the things I really wanted to. I left, like I quit maths quite quickly. Mm. I realized like, this is too much work. I don't have time for extra classes and really to, to, to apply myself. Let me take maths lit. Okay. It's yeah. going to be a ride. Get through it. <laughs> I, I wish I same, 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 same. <laughs> and, and I picked a couple of other sort of easy subjects that I enjoyed, but I knew there was nothing else that I really wanted to do. I wasn't, I wasn't going to become an engineer or, or a doctor or anything that required academic success if I can put it that way. And I could fill my time then, you know, during break, we do public speaking stuff or we'd, we'd uh, have rehearsals for the drama club or everything, like I said, everything was geared towards this, mm-hmm. um, which I only realized now talking about it was really, that was sort of the setup of me learning to be an entertainer or, talk, you know, just speaking in front of people that's entertaining people as well. Um, yeah. And, and, everything just sort of organically fell into place. It was never forced. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why, that's why eventually it sort of worked out is just because uh, naturally I gravitated towards things like that. And, and my life just sort of molded around the dream that I had of, of, of becoming an actor. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you grew up, was it in Johannesburg or Cape yes. Town? Yes, yes, Johannesburg. yes, yeah, Johannesburg. Okay. Yeah. So you were like, you know, in the area where film was happening. I think yeah. that that made it a lot easier because, um, you know, I went to school in Bramfontein. Um, so that already was like a, you know, mm. you sort of in the mix and after was like just down the right road, yeah. um, you know, and, and also having a drama teacher knew a couple of people in the industry, like over weekends I could meet up with another actor and, and he could give me a few tips or um, our teacher would be able to bring in someone to judge our practical exams. But then afterwards they could give us a few pointers as well. And, and it was, it was always people who were actually working in the industry, which, you know, if I had to grow up in, in let's say, in Bloemfontein, um, it would have been, Hi. yeah, sorry. <laughs> using the example, I'm joking, I'm joking. But yeah. I wouldn't have so quickly been able to get into the industry. Just thinking about auditions, you know, my father could pick me up during break, yeah. take me to an audition. I could spend five to 10 minutes there. He could drop me off again and he could go on with his work. I went to the audition, you know, it, it made it a lot yeah. more accessible for me to, to, to sort of pursue it. Um, mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think also that's like, like you said, Brom is such a, like that's such like a hotspot for like people of the arts and talents and things like that. So I think mm-hmm. that's like, it's like really a nice that you had that upbringing. Like you said, afterwards down the road, we were after guys down the road there as well. Yeah. And yeah, I think, but also just want to speak on to just, uh, it's uh, just like a small point that I read up on one of the things you said in an interview where you said, just to go back to the, the whole rugby thing, where you said that acting and rugby are very similar. So I just wanted to, to, for you to expound on that. Like, when, what did you mean when you said that the whole I think, um, thing? Yeah. I I think for me, the the whole process of of filmmaking has to be, you know, at the root, it's teamwork. It's literally all these different people doing a different job. But if everyone's not on their game and not doing the right thing, you there's no harmony during shooting. Like there's, I feel like a film set is so crazy up until the point they say action, and there's just a quiet harmony. And yeah. if something's off, if someone didn't do their job, that harmony doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that makes it a team sport. It's like everyone needs to art needs to get this done so that lighting can start lighting there, so that the camera can start setting up the frame. You know, we all need each other on a film set, and 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 that's what I like about it. Is like um, is that that element of of yeah. of teamwork, and then oftentimes it's very physical as well. You know, depending on the character you're playing, depending on 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 what department you're working on. Um, on a film set, it's a physical, it's rough, it can get, you know, dirty. Um, you need a bit of, you need a bit of grit as well. I think if you, if you want to be a a storyteller. That's such a beautiful metaphor. Like, honestly, like it is kind of like that old idea of teamwork and, and just the physical. Look, it's it's very, it's very paradoxical (laughs) because most of the times, no one, no one from a rugby world will come to <laughs> sort of. They're not supposed to be together, but but I found like that's that's the way I've been able to transition it over and, and keep what I've yeah. learned most of my life and bring it to yeah. bring it. I understand. I think I'm going to tell my girlfriend I, I'm playing a sport. You know, yeah. <laughs> your wife, my wife. So leading off of that. Um, you you've been an actor obviously on on all these big things um mm. but you've also been on the other side of the camera right yeah we worked on a music video uh, together yeah. a little while ago and then we got to chatting and you told me about um that travel show oh, um, yes, that you were yes, basically right, the yeah, yeah you were basically yeah. the dop everything do you oh, want to tell the, us a little bit about that i was the everything yeah so <laughs> so Around about 2016, I started playing around with cameras and, and learning. Like the inspiration was really Casey Neistat. I don't know if you've seen his yeah, YouTube yeah, videos, but, yeah. but I bought my first camera because of watching his YouTube videos and started learning about editing and slowly started shooting a couple of things for CakeNet, just like marketing stuff while I was on set, um, eventually doing a couple of EPKs. And then the opportunity came up for this show. Um, the the presenter and the producer needed sort of a young guy to come in who's who's going to be willing to do all of the work you know because <laughs> literally you so before you go on a trip you the show is a travel show it's an international you travel all over the world and and you know obviously cover the the best parts of a city or country um so the job would start off with obviously research, researching the place we're going to. If it's going to be uh, Munich, you need to find the top sort of tourist attractions and some of the quirky stuff that the show was sort of based around, not just the the, the um, tourist hotspots, but what's the unique, interesting, um, quirky stuff that you could do. 
Um, so a lot of research, then writing a script, then obviously making sure everything's set for traveling there, traveling, getting there, um, getting visa sorted. And then there, I, yeah, I was, I was, I wouldn't say DOP because DOP sounds a bit fancy. I was the cameraman. I was the cameraman. I was sound guy. I was director. I was producer. I was script coordinator, whatever had to happen, yeah. I had to do, I had to basically do it in, in partnership with the presenter as well. So we sort of worked together, but yeah. from a technical standpoint, it was just me. Um, and before that, I had never shoot, shot anything like that. Um, yeah. You know, EPKs is like, put the camera on the <laughs> tripod, maybe set up a light and hook up sound and there you go. Um, this was next level get to a different country is like, now we need to put a show together, you know, yeah. a whole 24 minute show that go, wow. has to go out on TV. You know, yeah. there's technical aspects that needs to be adhered to and, and sound and this and that. And, um, it was, it was, it was stressful. <laughs> it was very, <laughs> very stressful. I can imagine. But also in the same breath, it was such a great learning experience whereas now i don't easily get stressed out if i have to shoot something you always know what you're <laughs> sort of doing because the the pressure of that and of that of creating that show sort of made everything else seem very very basic it's, yeah it's, it's, nothing i've ever done in my life will compare to how stressful yeah, that i can imagine uh, and i think i think it's also just because of the inexperience just because i didn't know enough really yeah um but i knew just enough to to make it work there's yeah. there, there's no teacher like necessity <laughs> like yeah. when you need to look, do something and it's super high stakes you just yeah. somehow youtube yeah. whatever you need it's to like do one happens. one small thing i'll i'll never forget is we we got to croatia right and mm -hmm. i just bought myself a new um sony lav mics the wireless uh, lav mics they have yeah 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 and I never really understood what the frequency was about. Like I thought you just switch it on and I understand, understand that on a, they need to be on the same frequency to talk to each other. But now we get to a different country and I tested them in South Africa. They're working perfect. Yeah. Everything's good. We get to Croatia and I switch it on and there's interference the whole time. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And I tried this and I tried that. And every frequency I shift to, it just doesn't work. Turns out I was on the Air Force frequency the whole <laughs> <laughs> But that whole first day we couldn't record sound because I wasn't, I didn't know how to sit up. <laughs> went back to the hotel, went through the manual, watched a couple of YouTube videos. Um, obviously the presenter wasn't happy with me either. Um, but the next day, the next day I knew how to, to sort it out. Sort it we, out. Yeah, we, we got it done. <laughs> You're just wow. seeing uh, strikes happening and stuff. I'm like, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that doesn't sound like the presenter. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you just hear this Afrikaans accent going, so they have interfered. They have interfered. Uh, it was horrible. <laughs> That's such a cool story, man. Awesome. <laughs> So, okay, so you've got all this experience um, in front of the camera, behind the camera. Uh, when you came back after that show, I think it ran for two seasons? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it, the show is still on, but I was oh, basically okay. there. For, okay, you were there for, for two seasons. seasons. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, after, after doing that for a while, I realized, <laughs> look, I like, I like um, 
you know, being a bit more in control and, and shooting okay. stuff and being part of that, that process, but yeah. it's a lot easier to just be. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to come back to now. So you yeah. came back, uh, what was sort of, so now you're obviously being in the bigger sort of shows. I think Vasilinki was like a really big, um, big yeah. movie. It like was promoted everywhere. I mean, obviously before that, Dipro was also a, a really big yeah. one. Um, uh, but but like, what would you say was sort of your your big sort of like, okay, now mm. now I'm an actor. Now I yeah. established myself. What would you say was that film for I you? Think, I think it was basically during that period of uh, Vaselinki because at the same time I was on a show called Getrout mit Rugby. Mm. Um, yeah. and their studios are right next to after. It's uh, at yes, uh, it's Atlas Studios. Atlas, yeah. Um, and and there I had quite a big role. I was on a you know permanent contract. I was part of the lead cast. Then in between that, I, I got the role on Vaselinki as well. And this was a massive film, and um, it won like the best film of the year at the Silver Scaramophias, and and I was nominated as well. And then I started sort of feeling okay. Wow, this this is now not just more like a dream. This is this is actually becoming reality. Yeah. But then. Then I sort of, after spending so much time at the Soapy at Getrokman Rugby, I I started to get bored. It was like, okay, I, I mean, yeah, cool, <laughs> but like, I want to do series and I want to do more yeah. films. And, and I think that's what Vasilinki did is because I did it during my time at Getrokman Rugby. I, when I got back, it felt a bit dull. It's like, you know, the, the, yeah. the experience of a studio soapy setup and a film experience is, is completely different. And, and I love the more collaborative effort of a film and the, again, the sort of nitty gritty, dirty stuff. It's, mm. it's, uh, it's, it's a lot more intense trying to create a film in a month or how much time you have compared to something that's in a studio three cam. And, yeah. you know, you just Formula, sort of go yeah. through your places. Yeah. 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 So when I got back to the show, I was a bit bored, you know, I wanted to to do more. And that's when I decided, oh, well, let me quit, which is obviously not not the best thing. <laughs> as a, like when you, if you've got a constant salary, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, but that then I had like a couple of months where I, I obviously didn't have a lot of work, not a lot happening. And then the show happened, Leif Your Race happened. Um, but all of that sort of primed me for for what was still to come. Um, because after I quit Getrokner Rugby, those little films I did with the guy on Blood and Water, it happened during that time, you know. If, oh, I, okay. left, if I didn't leave Getrokner Rugby, I wouldn't have been part of those films. I wouldn't have met Chris. I wouldn't have been on Blood and Water. You oh, know how yeah. it goes. So, yeah. so looking back at it now, there's a whole bunch of like full circle moments and, and little connections that, that happened along the way or little things that happened that definitely shaped the future. And, and um, it was a very risky decision back then. And, uh, and like I said, for a long time, I didn't have a lot of work, but it's paid off now. Um, and, mm. and, and it was a good decision in, 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 in hindsight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think for me, just going back also to, and you're talking about having a month to shoot a film or physicality of a film. I just also yeah. just wanted to real quick ask you about the experience of having to have one month to learn how to serve for, for the pro. Like, oh, how was wow. that? <laughs> yeah. Literally, that was also almost the same, same sort of short process of, of like blood and water, like a couple of days, and then you have to be there. So, so I went for the callback for the pro, um, got it the next day and they wanted me in Jeffrey's Bay within like two days. 
And I told my agent, yeah, 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 I'm leaving today. I'm leaving today. <laughs> because I was so excited, you know, my first film and what. He's yeah. like, just, just take it easy. Well, let's just get a contract in place, all of this. Um, but then my job literally for a whole month was just to surf every day. That was, that was literally it. Wow. And I think because I, I used to skateboard when I was younger, I, I picked it up quite quickly. Oh, okay. Uh, like within the first week I was standing up and, and wow. progressing like from a, from those soft boards to like a proper surfboard and going from the whitewash to the actual waves. Um, and the first like week was tough in terms of fitness because you're not used to like, like you paddle out and then one big wave comes and it just pulls you out back all the way and you need to go again. So, so the fitness of it was quite difficult, but then um, after two, three weeks, you you stay out there for hours. Like you don't, you don't even want to come back. Um, and the sad, sad part is like, I really became quite good, but then the week we had to film all the surfing scenes, I got hectic food poisoning. Um, and I was, I was in bed for, for about, I think three, four days because it was a combination of food poisoning and uh, heat stroke or sunstroke. Oh, so, wow. so, <laughs> So on all of those days where they filmed the actual surfing stuff, I couldn't be there. So I had one day to like do all my surf, and then the, and then I couldn't I couldn't get it right. I like fell off or the camera oh, no. wasn't rolling. Whatever there was like a whole bunch of stuff. So eventually they had to like change the story into okay, well he's not really a good surfer then. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> so um, yeah, a lot of a lot of time, a lot of time and money invested into something that wasn't exactly worth it. It's so weird how that happened. <laughs> yeah, but it was but it was amazing. I, I've yeah, I, I love surfing. It it's that was. I think the best part of the film was was do you still do it now do you still surf now i haven't i haven't gone for a while um because i'm in cape town now i've been like trying to organize with friends because now i'm too intimidated to just go by myself you know there's oh, a whole okay. you know there's a whole sort of culture yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. etiquette with with surfing and and it's intimidating for me to like just rock up at a beach and mm, and yeah. go surfing with the locals because you don't know like you need what's you the need vibe yeah to guide you in yeah it's like going to a biker club you know you just need to you, just you can't just rock up there and be like <laughs> yeah, yeah you just need a friend to sort of lead you in and 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 yeah. just introduce you to the to the environment you should, you should call up casey neistat and just be like let's go surfing someday <laughs> yeah yeah when he when he's here or sam calder i see he's in yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Okay, awesome. So, so uh, after you sort of like being getting these thing, these big jobs now for a while, yeah. um, then lockdown happened, right? Yeah. Um, and it's been like, I guess that was like a super. I mean, for everybody in the entertainment industry, all of us, we were like, what are we gonna do? Because yeah. all of our work, like you said, it's a team sport. We need yeah. other people around to make. TV to make film to even do ads whatever we need we need people yeah. um, but to steal one of your questions you've actually <laughs> been pretty busy um, since uh, 2020 so so that 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 period just before lockdown I had gone into a sort of new space in my career okay. I was getting a lot of work I was financially I was doing well um, everything was going good and, and not just on, um, so it was, it was acting, it was presenting. And then 
shooting as well. I, I was literally, I think for a period of about five weeks, I had maybe two days off and it was all like different things. Like I'd, I'd be on set for three days in Joburg and then fly to Cape Town for the weekend to present something there, fly back to Joburg, shoot a, an event or whatever it may be. So everything was just sort of blooming during that period. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit yeah. and, and everything just stopped. And man, everything was going so well. Like for, <laughs> for, like for yeah. the first time, yeah. everything was going so well. And then, and then, then it just yeah. stopped. And for those first couple of weeks, I was like, I didn't know what to do now because all the project were, projects were either canceled now or being yeah. pushed out. Um, I used to, most of my filming was around events and, and um, like corporate stuff. Mm. So all of that was gone because yeah. you don't have any conferences, you don't have live events. Um, I used to do a lot of work with a company for, for DSTV. We'd shoot all their, um, you know, festivals and things. Mm -hmm. And the presenting job I had was also like covering festivals around the country. Yeah. So that just immediately yeah, it's gone. Yeah. That's gone. gone. Um, acting stuff was being pushed out and I, I didn't know what to do. And Luckily, I had that period of like doing really well, so I didn't have too much stress. But eventually, I was like, okay, something <laughs> yeah, happen now. Happen now yeah. And then at the same time, like waiting for Blood and Water still to come out because the, the we dropped the first season, yeah. but like I'd spent that money already, and we <laughs> we're still waiting for the show to come out. And for me, it was also it was more about. This is, this is me getting into a new market, you know, more doing English work. Um, and, and I needed the show to come out so people could see me there and, and, yeah. and see what else I could do. And like, things are just, we just waiting. It felt like a waiting game the whole time, but, but funnily enough, like as soon as that came out or just before that came out, everything started to change again where, um, I'm in the best place I've ever been in my career. And, and what's great is I'm at a point now where I used to have to do so many other things like shoot things and, and, mm. and, and, you know, do the odd job here and there to sustain my acting career. Whereas now I don't have time for the other stuff anymore. It's, I can just, I can just be an actor, which is yeah. where I've mm. always wanted to be. And, um, and that's amazing. It's like, even though things have been tough over the past few years, um, I've been very, very fortunate to like get new jobs and get new opportunities. Mm -hmm. And, and usually like I'll get a job, but then you don't know what's happening for the next six months. Whereas now I'm in a position where I kind of have an idea of like, okay, mm -hmm. that season is still coming and we're still shooting this and going back there. So it's, 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 it's actually been the best two years of my career. It's, it's weird to say it, but um, somehow things worked out to where I'm, I'm sitting here now. And, and, but I also want to preface it, preface it with like, things haven't always been this way, you know, like, yeah. like we say, people see season one, blood and water. Wow. 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 But mm. they don't know the seven years before that yeah. of like, like really exactly. struggling <laughs> and, and building and, you know, things not working yeah. out and, and a lot of yeah. tough challenges along the way as well. And still it is not as if everything's great now, but at least I'm, I'm working, I'm busy. Yeah. I, I feel like I've reached a point now where, people actually want to work with me and, 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 yeah. and um, 
I now only really feel like, okay, now I'm an actor. It's not, <laughs> it's really not, it's not a dream anymore. It's not something I just aspire to be anymore. It's like you are now, you are a professional actor now. Yeah. You can, you can actually put that in your Instagram bio. Now. Yeah. 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 Do you think also, um, I mean, I think also the reason you're so busy is just because like you're an extremely talented actor as well. But also, do you think that um, it's also a sign to show how the television and film industry has been growing in South Africa lately, like especially with Mnet and so. the new shows as well? Yes, yes. I mean, this, the show I'm shooting now is is for Mnet. Um, and I remember like when we were shooting season one of Blood and Water, there was one night when like all the cast was sitting down and and I had hit a point of like, Okay, the show is almost ending now and I don't know what's going to happen but also yeah. in a in a bigger sense like I don't know what's going to happen with my career because I'm moving into an English space but historically there's not been a lot of work English wise for white actors just because there's no you know there's not a lot of investment into that it's like with your Afrikaans there's Caitlin and Via and all that there's a lot of space for that um and then there's obviously the big SABC market you know um and it just it relates directly to the demographics of mm -hmm. the country. You know, it's nothing funny. And now I find myself like, okay, I'm sort of, I'm moving into an English market, but also sort of more uh, a black market. And mm -hmm. I'm this, this white dude. And like, is the Afrikaans industry going to still like want to work with me? And, and is this going to work out? And it was a weird sort of transitional phase and I was stressing about it. And then all of a sudden, Mnet starts investing more and Netflix yeah. starts investing more and, and a lot more opportunities just opened up all yeah. of a sudden. Where, yeah. I mean, now I'm, I'm on two shows basically at the moment on Mnet, English shows, which I don't remember for the past 10 years, them really making a lot of original series um, yeah. for Mnet specifically, um, which is just... It, it feels like I've I've moved into a golden period or, or a golden era really where is, yeah. they are trying to compete with the international markets and creating yeah. amazing shows, you know, and really yeah. pushing storytelling and um, like this show we're shooting now, recipes. It's it's I love the show. I read the scripts and I really love it, and I can honestly walk around and tell people, no, you need to watch this because it's going to be good. And, and sometimes, you know, you, you, you take a job, but you're not entirely, you know, enthusiastic mm. about the script or, or the way it's being told. And, um, but you, you know, you understand that's just how it goes where we're going into a, in, into a space now where there's actually exciting things being, being made, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. the fact that they get in like a couple of international actors and um, they really put together great casts and they put a lot of money behind it. You know, they actually give them, give the productions good budget. Um, I feel like we're moving into a very exciting space yeah. now um, for everyone, for actors, for, 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 um, you know, guys on the production side of it as well. Um, and hopefully it just continues. That's the only thing is like, there's a lot of momentum now and hopefully, you know, that continues and hopefully the audiences just invest into it as well. I think that just sometimes becomes a struggle is, is getting South Africans to support South African productions. Um, and, and not just having that, that, um, that preconceived idea of, no, nah, it's a South African show, you know, it's not really gonna, yeah. you know, I don't really want to watch it. Yeah. And, and and changing that mindset to just get them to watch it. Just watch one episode, maybe two, and you'll see like we're creating amazing stuff now. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I know um, with the whole audience part of it, like, I think definitely, especially us with Mnet as well, pushing so much new original content, it's becoming quite like a beautiful landscape to watch grow and stuff. Because I know, especially yeah. this morning, I was showing my wife, I'm like, yeah, um, this is who I'm speaking to today. She's like, oh, it's Ben from Legacy. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, because her whole family, like every night they watch Legacy. So she was telling me your whole story arcs and everything. She's like, oh, oh wow. this is what happened. And, then this, and it's just so nice to hear how excited people get about local content exactly. and local actors yeah. and stuff. So yeah, I just wanted to just talk real quick about um, just your craft a bit more. I know that yeah. you once mentioned that there's nothing better than performing live and I just wanted to ask you what's like the attraction to a lot of screen actors to the to the uh, event of like shoot like like uh, acting at in theater like what's the the draw yeah to, I know? think it's just there's a there's a heightened sense of like focus and 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 discipline that's needed for that you know when when you're doing film acting and, and anything with the camera you know you've got a couple of different takes you know and mm -hmm. and I know myself as well like the first take I I'll try my best, but I know like I'm not really feeling it yet. Mm. By the third take, it's like, okay, now we've found the rhythm. Now yeah. we're getting into it, you know. Where with live performance, it's you need to be on it. You need to you need to get into Probably it. And you can't on. hide behind like, you know, saying your dialogue and then uh, what's, my, just, what's my cue what's my cue you can't hide behind that and 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 that's thrilling you know and that's a lot of adrenaline and 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 getting into it and i mean i haven't done um a lot of live stuff in the in the past few years um and i've also found that i've i've changed my style a lot to suit film acting and 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 um you know tv more series single cam mm -hmm. stuff because it's it's you know, you can't just look at acting as this umbrella thing of like, mm. all of it's the same. The intention might be the same, but, but the technical thing, you know, the mm. technical nuances of, of um, shooting a film is, is way different than what you would on, on a soapy where it's multicam, you know? And, and I think it's often overlooked. Like people get onto a set, but they don't know like, okay, well, he's shooting, he's shooting on an 85 right now. So that's very close. So I can't be moving a lot because it makes yeah. it difficult for him. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm just not going to look good. So as soon as you start picking up on those little things, also sound, it's like you need to make sure you can't be ruffling papers while you do, because maybe you're going to have to record an ADR after that. And you are just going to sound like shit. So, <laughs> so the more you, understand the technical side and, and, and adapt your performance to that, the easier it makes it for everyone on set, but also it makes you look better. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I very rarely get any sort of feedback from that because no one, no one's going to tell, Oh, yes, my, your mic technique was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's in the as a sound guy, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's in the small things of like, I like to believe if that guy is doing, working on another job again and they're looking for someone to play this role or whatever, maybe mm. you come to mind, you know, or maybe people start to, re they can't place it. They don't know what it is, but they just feel like it's easy to work with you. Mm, and yeah. maybe it's just because like you do, you do those things, right. You know, hitting your marks, making sure you're hitting your marks and understanding why is like, because the DOP set it up specifically. So if you're not there, yeah. the light is not hitting you and this is not mm. happening and they can't see the, the bowl in the back of the scene, which is like integral to the story, mm. you know, small things like that. So um, 
like I said, I've spent the past couple of years really like zoning in on that and making sure that I'm the most efficient film actor that I can be. And it, I think it will be difficult for me to transition back into, into sort of live performance mm -hmm. and, 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 and even multicam as well, because that's also, it's a whole different world, you yeah. know, yeah. but that's what I like about it is like getting different experiences. At least I've, I've know quite a bit about every little part. So you, you can, you can adapt to it more easily. Um, I think for, for actors, like you need to, you need to work at that and, and try and get those experiences just to give yourself more. That's what experience is about is being able to walk onto a multicam set or a stage or a film set and be comfortable and understand the little technicalities of, of your performance. Yeah. Now that's beautiful. That, that really answered my next question completely because I was going to ask about the differences from all of that. And I think oh, it's yeah. important that you get that experience because it just helps with that toolkit, you know, just taking this from there and there so that you can take that different cool toolkit of different experiences to each yeah. thing that you use. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm happy with all my questions on that side. Oh, sure. I think, Yaku, I don't know if you want to grab that last um, one. There. I just wanted to, before we ask the last thing, um, so it feels like we're jumping around a lot, but mm. I, I just wanted to ask, what was it like shooting... Um, Blood and Water season two during you know lockdowns with quarantines yeah. and COVID tests and all that stuff because um, mm. I, I know we, we spoke about it a little bit uh, when we worked together earlier but I think that's like a really interesting thing um, for yeah. our audience to also know like because you guys shot this what was it uh, late 2020 early 2021 it was basically it was basically this time last year uh, okay yeah we started and, so so we started Sorry, yeah, sorry, finish the, the, the question before I write <laughs> No, no, I just wanted to give a little context. So back then we were, what, level four, I think, of lockdown? Yeah, so, so we, had, we had gone through another period of, like, lockdown easing and things going better, and that's when they said, okay, cool, we can go, we can start okay. shooting. And then we went into hard, hard lockdown. Yeah. Pretty much, again, alcohol closed down, you know, curfew, it's like nine o'clock, all of that stuff. Um, and we... So first of all, we started, I remember the first day we had our script read through was the 6th of October, right? We had that, we had our fittings, went back to Joburg, was supposed to come back in like a week's time to start shooting. Get a call, no, we're starting two weeks later because of complications. Eventually, another two weeks go by, I come down to Cape Town. Now we're already like in deep in November. We shoot one or two days, someone's got COVID. Oh, cool. Mm. We're down for another three days, everyone needs to get tested. Shoot for a couple of days, someone gets COVID. Same yeah. story. Eventually, three of the lead actors get COVID at the same time. So now for Yo, two oh weeks, <laughs> for two weeks, we couldn't really do anything. Um, and they'll pick up like little scenes wherever they can. But but essentially, we we a month into shooting and we're two months behind schedule already. Oh, wow. But apart from that, like, obviously that's frustrating and difficult, but I'm not the producer. So I just sit in the hotel room and I, you know, I, I waited out for them. It must've been a nightmare. Um, but so, now, so, so you guys were uh, quarantined in hotel rooms. Did you go out? So we, we were like living in a bubble um, okay. and, and it was advised to, to avoid any sort of public space and all of okay. that. But it's, it's obviously difficult to enforce. Um, and also with, 
you know, actors working on different productions as well. It's like okay. coming in and out. It's difficult to manage something like that unless you have a massive budget to say, cool, we're yeah. paying you for every day that you're here. You're not allowed to leave here. We'll, we'll make sure you all have food and things like that. It's un- mm. other than that, you can't enforce it. Yeah, of course. But mm. so now, now we get into shooting and like you get on sets and, and it's almost, it's difficult to like have fun because mm. like outside the world, it feels like it's crumbling. You know, there's, there's mm. just a lot of negativity and, and it's tough. And also, you know, how, how people are struggling at the moment and, and we trying to make the show. And also we're not allowed to really come close to each other and it's masks. And, and that makes it difficult because you don't have that social interaction before a scene really to, mm. to get into it and, and get more intimate and, um, uh, you know, create the chemistry between, between all the different characters. Um, so it, it was almost like you, you're happy to be there, but also you just sort of, uh, this is not fun. Actually. <laughs> yeah. it's tough, you know, you, 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 you sort of, it, it started to feel like, okay, cool. This is a job now. It's like, get in, make sure you do the best you can get out, make sure you don't touch anything and leave. And, and mm. that's it. Don't have fun and just let's just <laughs> let's just make the show. Um, and I mean, really, we do this also because we enjoy it and we love it yeah. and, and we love love you know being around like minded people. So it, it it was a bit tough in that sense of like yeah. you you know you feel like sure with everything yeah. going on in the world you know how yeah. what's the value of this really and um, but eventually we got through it. I think we went about a month over schedule. Um, but it felt like, okay, well, we achieved something great because it's a difficult, difficult show to make in COVID as well, because you've got so many extras as well. Yeah. I mean, that whole school is full. Yeah, exactly. You need to get hundreds of, of children to, to be there. And, um, you know, a lot of contact between the, between the characters as well. So, um, having, it was quite, it felt like a a great sense of achievement when we actually finished the show and, um, and also just because it felt like the scripts were a lot better for, for season two, like the storylines were great for me personally as well. My character had a lot yeah, of development yeah, definitely. and a great storyline. So yeah, it was yeah, nice, to, parents and everything, nice, to get, yeah. nice to get into it. But, um, but yeah, it was tough. I think for most shows at the moment, like it's, it's difficult to, <laughs> to, to, to get a show done, you know, to get, yeah. get through all your scenes and, and locations and all of that. So like now it's a year sort of later, like you said, from when you guys started mm. that process. Um, there's vaccines now, obviously uh, people have been vaccinated. Does that make things easier for you guys or is it still sort of like a get in, get I think, out? Thing? I, th- I think it sort of does, but you still need to adhere to so many stuff. Like right now we have a, you know, when you get to sick, you get screened check in all of that. There's, there's COVID offices all around set, you know, anytime you enter or leave a room, you need to sanitize mm. wear your mask the whole time. It's difficult for the actors just because like it ruins your makeup and things like that. Oh, and, yeah. and like rehearsals don't work with a mask on because <laughs> no one can hear you. And you yeah. know, so, so, um, but you're always aware of it. So you always yeah. need to just, you know, make sure you, you in the clear at least. Um, but for this, like they have trailers for every actor. So you sort of secluded the whole time. Okay. You make sure you just stay in your trailer and you don't hang out with other people. Um, but it, 
I think we're in a good space now where like the numbers are low, you know, mm. infections aren't, aren't really growing that rapidly. Um, but we had a, a mandatory vaccination policy. Like you mm-hmm. had to, you're not allowed to be on set unless you are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I mean, we haven't had incidents on the show really. And as yeah. soon as there is something, it's, it's sorted out very quickly. Um, it's, it's made it a lot better. So I think the management of it is getting better. Um, and mm. people also understand like, as soon as you feel sick, report it, get tested, yeah. whatever, whatever. What. Um, I mean, two weeks ago now, I, I got quite sick, thought, okay, maybe that's that. Um, immediately they had someone come through, taste me, cool, you negative. Okay. And we can go on instead of wondering, you know, it's, yeah. it's like mm. getting yeah. quick answers the whole time. Um, but the, I, th- I think, I guess the, you know, the vaccination obviously works. Um, yes. And, and I, t- I just don't always understand, like, yeah, obviously I can still get sick. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. not exactly sure, like, how it's helping us, but it, but it is helping us. Yeah. At least. It is yeah. helping us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's the vaccination I, I it's, combined with people experience, adapting, yeah. experiencing. Yeah. Yes, this yes, is yes. I, think we, I think we all know by now like how to, mm-hmm. to to conduct ourselves and mm-hmm. and and the management of it in general is just yeah. better now yeah definitely yeah awesome okay so mm-hmm. i think we can end it off there i think this, this has been a really good conversation so yeah you you fun. were talking you. about uh the last question now you were talking about leaving you know everything else and pursuing acting uh, yeah. full-time even when you were uh, on that the uh, and you were yeah. like no i want to focus on more narrative i mean like film stuff more series stuff yeah um yes. and you were like okay i'm quitting you've always yeah. been like plan a or nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> what uh what sort of advice could you give to sort of up-and-coming aspiring actors who maybe you maybe they're still in school, maybe yeah. their parents are saying Plan B C Yeah, get yeah. your plan B sorted first, go study law law, whatever first, and then yeah. pursue acting. What can what advice can you give to them? So so for me it's I like that you say it's always been plan A, but but it's sort of been a mix, you know. Plan A was always and and my only plan is I want to act. Mm-hmm. But I realized quite soon, like this might take some time. And I need to sustain myself in other ways. So how can I keep busy and, and you know, make sure I'm still pursuing my acting, but financially I'm still doing okay. Mm-hmm. So I picked up a camera, I started shooting a couple of things. That sort of sustained me. So it's not really as if there was no plan B, <laughs> but I knew in my heart, like, that's not what I'm going to do. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I want to be an actor, but for me to get okay. there, I need to do other things. Um, so patience. I think the biggest thing is, uh, it sounds cliche in every motivational <laughs> video talks about it, but but patience, because literally when I started out the first year, I would get frustrated because why am I not the most famous actor in this country yet? <laughs> why am I not playing the lead in every single film coming out? Um, and I had to grow, you know, you, you need to learn couple of different things for other people is different. Like if I think about blood and water, like Amma uh, who plays the lead, you know, that's a like first big thing. And, and she just shot to stardom, you know, and, yeah. and it was 
journey is different, but I feel like she was primed for that. Like when mm. you talk to Amma as well, she's, she, she, she's not scared. Like I used to be scared. She's just like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to do the work. And this has mm. been my dream for forever. For me, it took like a long while of like, sure. Is this really what I want to be doing? And this and that, and mm. had to go through a couple of different challenges. So, so patience is, is, is a big thing is like your time will come your time will come, but you might still have a lot of growing that you still need to do. Um, now I feel like I'm ready for it. Like you can bring anything now I'm ready for it. And I'm going to deliver a good job where a couple of years back, I didn't feel it. I wasn't as confident. And then the thing that, like I said, that's often overlooked is, is like discipline and, and understanding the different mediums and understanding different departments on a set as well. It's like, mm. if you want to be a great actor, you need to go and learn all the different elements of, of the job. It's not being able to cry. doesn't make you a great actor. It just means you can cry. Wow. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's not what it's about is you need to go and learn how to be efficient as an actor and, and, and become disciplined with that as well. So, so, and that's my, my two bits of advice because the rest of it is not in like, you don't have control of it. Being an actor is you need to understand you don't have control of it. You go for a casting, you do a great job, but you just don't look right. And it doesn't mean you look ugly or what it's just, you don't look right for this or mm. Sometimes it happens. It's just like the channel decides, listen, yeah, we actually want to push this guy or maybe this, whatever. It's not in your control. So, so do whatever you can and make sure wherever you go, you leave a good impression because that's probably going to lead to your next job, not just your, your good audition or your ability to cry. Um, yeah, but, but the, if, you, if you decide I want to be an actor, you need to commit to it. It's not like, uh, yeah, maybe if it works out, like I always knew this is what I want and I don't want to do anything else. And I've been telling my girlfriend as well as like, it's such a relief to finally be in a space where I don't have to do anything else because this is what I've been working towards. But yeah. sometimes you'll have to, you know, just yeah. take an odd job, maybe go work art department for a while, you know, mm. and, 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 but through that process, you'll learn more. You'll become a better yeah. actor for that as well. Um, but once you decide, commit to it and do everything you can to put yourself in that position to become an, yeah. a, a, an actor. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Thank you so much. That's, I think a lot of people who hear this, especially the, the aspiring actors, people, or even yeah. people who are actors and they just feeling that way as well. Why am I not further in my career yet? Yeah. I think that's really good, um, knowledge that you shared there thanks so much thank you for sharing your experience and thanks yeah. for coming on the podcast we really appreciate yeah. this we loved it it was so much fun um yeah i enjoyed it as well there was so much <laughs> i could go i could go on for another hour <laughs> we'll book <laughs> you for 12 hours next time <laughs> we'll do another yeah another podcast with you very soon um okay, but yeah cool. thank you so much and no thank yeah. you guys i really appreciate it thank you for the, for the research as well i picked up on that <laughs> Yeah, no, no stress, man. Yeah. I mean, when you have, like, it's just like, I love just diving into your history. It was really awesome to just find oh, out cool. so much about you because yeah, yeah. it's a really incredible it's story. A, yeah, like, it's a very interesting, like, your career is very interesting. It's very um, inspiring as well. So yeah. thank you. And I think oh, the knowledge that the advice you gave at the end is not just for actors, I think for directors, writers, everyone can learn from the dedication, the patience and all of that. So yeah. thanks oh, so much for that. Yeah.
Awesome, yeah. guys. Well, thank you so much for having me. Eh? And thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast and supporting it. Uh, we hope you had a great time listening and uh, we hope you learned some stuff, took some notes, hopefully. And there's so much more that uh, you guys can learn if you maybe go back to our previous podcast. And if you'd like to see the video version, please head over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash loop pictures. You'll find a lot of videos of uh, editing, writing, acting, uh, even camera reviews if you're into that, uh, like Arnold was, he was into cameras for quite some time. Um, so yeah, catch us on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, but till then, go out there, stay safe, and make your movies. movies.